10-3 is brought to you by Callaway. Callaway's new Apex irons are the ultimate forged player's distance iron. Unmatched field distance and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance and unmatched feel and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.ca and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. Canadians may soon have to say farewell to the plastic drinking straws they get when they go out for a nice fast food meal or the shopping bags they get at the grocery store. Justin Trudeau announced Monday that the federal government is planning to ban single-use plastics starting in 2021. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. We look at who the ban could affect, what products they're looking at, and how exactly they're planning on rolling this out. Marie Danielle Smith covers federal politics for the National Post. So what did the Trudeau government announce Monday? So on Monday, the Trudeau government announced a ban on single-use plastics that could take effect as early as 2021. These include things like plastic bags, plastic straws, cutlery, plates, stir sticks, that kind of stuff. They also announced that they would work with provinces and territories to introduce standards and targets for companies that manufacture those types of products um, or sell items that have plastic packaging with the intention of helping the private sector along to being more responsible for their plastic waste. Now, knowing how governments operate, um, I I know that sometimes they like to announce big plans and then not really tell us how they're going to do it. Did they tell us how this is going to be rolled out between now and 2021 and even beyond that? So we don't have a lot of information yet on what it's going to look like. Um, They say that the measures are going to be grounded in scientific evidence and will be aligned somewhat with other jurisdictions and what they're doing. So probably the best way to have a look at what Canada might do is to look at what the European Union has decided upon. For example, the European Parliament recently agreed on a ban on single-use plastics that would have a similar timeline to the one that Canada is proposing. And they explicitly say that they will align with that where when appropriate. So, so we can sort of look at what others have done, what the UK has been doing in its approach. They are, have a much longer timeline. They're looking to ban certain items by the early 2040s. But that's where I guess we can sort of uh, look at the trajectory of how this might go. Trudeau did not give a lot of detail uh, on Monday about exactly how he's going to do it. So why did Prime Minister Trudeau say he felt Canada needs to take this step? Well, I think it's one of these issues that is a little bit harder to argue with. Um, You can have debates about climate change, and this government certainly has in its defense of uh, measures like its carbon tax. Everybody can kind of relate to throwing out like a plastic fork into the trash and kind of feeling bad about it, right? I mean, uh, the way that we recycle plastic and the sort of the evidence that you that you see and even the images that you see um, from plastic pollution in the oceans and how that affects life in the oceans that that's all sort of a bit more tangible and and concrete. So saying that you're going to do something about that is kind of a way to give Canadians a very visible change. How big a factor is Canada when it comes to 
plastics in the oceans around the world. Right. So Canada is not a huge uh, contributor to the overall problem. A lot of the um, biggest offenders are in Asia, for example, in China, as well as certain countries in Africa that also produce a lot of plastic waste. So you see um, some people arguing that Canada is maybe a bit disingenuous in making this promise and and expecting all that much to change. The government would probably argue that it's leading by example, that if it does something about plastic pollution and single-use plastics, similar to what other jurisdictions that we agree with are doing, that this will sort of lead to a groundswell where all around the world you end up with a sort of a consensus around the issue. We're obviously not the first. Um, I mentioned the UK and the EU. Other countries have banned things like plastic bags for a long, long time. Um, And in some places, you can be criminally prosecuted for producing plastic bags. Um, In Kenya, you can actually face jail time up to four years for um, distributing them. So this is sort of a way for Canada to to join, I guess, a growing consensus among countries that are are trying to do something visible to combat pollution. If Canada already has a good record when it comes to plastics disposal, and given our our limited uh, amount of plastics coming from Canada in the world's oceans, couldn't we already argue that we are leading by example, and maybe the world could be following our waste management practices? I think you could make that case, um, although some reports actually suggest that Canada is not doing the best job with recycling plastics. There is a, a report that the Conservative Party is citing in, in their response to this announcement. It was done by Deloitte and Chem Info Services earlier this year, found that only 9% of plastic waste had been recycled in Canada in 2016, that 87% of it had ended up in landfills. So they're kind of arguing like... Sure, in some ways, Canada does a great job on recycling. In other ways, there's still a lot of work to do. So why remove the products in the first place if we don't know how to manage plastic writ large and the way that we recycle it? So they're basically saying this, you know, this is a cheap announcement, but why don't we fix some of the other systemic issues? How else has the opposition reacted or what has been the response, not just from the conservatives, but from other uh, other groups or other stakeholders? Right. Well, on, on the left in Canada, that's sort of there's already a consensus that says this is a good idea. I mean, you can complain about whether it does enough, but objectively um, getting rid of some items that you're just going to throw it in the trash right after you use it, things like straws. People have already kind of gotten on board with that. There's already municipalities across the country who have had bans on certain items in place for some time. So the NDP, for example, announced in its climate policy recently um, that it would work towards banning single-use plastics by 2022. So Trudeau has actually won up to Jagmeet Singh um, by announcing a ban that would take pl- that would take effect earlier than that. We don't know yet what the Conservative Party would do instead, but it seems from their reaction on Monday that they aren't supportive of this plan. I'll just quote from the statement that they put out. They said, what Justin Trudeau announced today is nothing more than a cynical re-election gimmick, which will do nothing to reduce plastic waste and clean up litter in our parks and waterways. And then they list unanswered questions about about the policy. It doesn't really leave you the impression that 
the conservative climate plan, which we haven't seen yet and is supposed to come out in the next couple of weeks, um, but that that this plastics ban would be a part of it. What would be the impact on consumers? Has the government released anything in terms of a cost estimate or or looked at how this might force people to change lifestyles or other habits or buy more expensive products or things of that nature. What is the discussion around that being? Yeah, I mean, there certainly is a question around whether this change would affect people, for example, of of lower income or small businesses that are sort of cutting corners already with having to buy more expensive products. I think that the counter argument to that is that the private sector is already starting to offer alternatives. Some fast food chains, for example, like Starbucks, have already introduced um, straws that aren't made out of plastic or that are compostable. They're sort of trying to get ahead of announcements like the one that Trudeau made. So there's a, there's a question around how much it's going to cost that I think it really is going to play out in the private sector and in its negotiations with government. But that said, uh, nothing in the announcement Monday really gave a great estimate for how much it would cost the average family, for example, or how much it may cost the government to implement um, whatever measures they come up with. It's fairly preliminary. They haven't announced a detailed plan. Um, They've announced rather the intention um, of moving forward with this, presumably if they get reelected this fall. There's been all sorts of talk around plastic shopping bags and plastic straws and plastic food containers. What about things like plastic water bottles or packaging around food products that you you buy at the store, things of that nature? Well, I think that's part of the reaction to this announcement is is asking questions about that. I mean, if you think about the sheer volume of plastic bottles that are used for beverages, even just for water, when, you know, cities in Canada, generally speaking, have access to good tap water or it's that safe to drink, you wonder uh, to what degree the government would be prepared to announce changes on that, whether they would be prepared to ban plastic water bottles it's a great question. And it's, it's, I don't think that any jurisdictions, any like national jurisdictions in the world have gone ahead with that. And certainly, if you look at the kind of revenue that multinational corporations are getting from bottled water sales, it, it may become kind of a, a hard political argument to make when they're trying to cooperate with the private sector um, to the degree that they are. This announcement comes as we are expecting an election this fall. We're going to the polls in October. And there's a new poll out that says that, you know, Justin Trudeau is trailing the conservatives by 10 or 11 points and only has a leg up on the other two parties by about the same margin. Who is he trying to target when it comes to voters with this announcement? Well, I think there is certainly um, a big constituency on the left in Canada that that sees climate change as its number one issue um, in electoral politics. So those kinds of people are beginning to flock to the Green Party um, under leader Elizabeth May, for example, which uh, Canadians broadly see as having the most comprehensive plan to deal with climate change. There's also some people on on the right in the Conservative Party who maybe are conservation minded and they may or may not think about things like the carbon tax as being a good idea, but they they have a long history of caring about national parks and caring about, you know, oceans and litter and, and issues that are, you know, things that are actually very visible. It's interesting because 
there is seems to be a lot of hesitation around Justin Trudeau's ability to deal with this issue. I'm sure that, you know, buying a pipeline and having to sort of walk the fine line between economy and environment has made this a lot more difficult for him. Mm-hmm. There's an Angus Reid poll this week that says only 15% of those who responded think that the prime minister would be the best leader out of the federal parties to deal with climate change. Unsurprisingly, Elizabeth May leads that category with 35%. But Andrew Scheer is actually doing better than Justin Trudeau pulling better on climate change, even though he has not put out a climate change plan yet. Um, We don't know what the conservative policy will be. But 22% of people think that he would be the best leader to deal with it. So Justin Trudeau hasn't done a great job of, of defending himself on this issue, I guess you could say, partly because the government hasn't met its own emissions targets. I'm sure that also doesn't help. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be kind of a, a hesitation there and and room for other parties to, to swoop in. When do we expect to see more details from the government on this? Before the election, possibly not until after the election? I would expect that, personally, I think that we'll see most of those details get hammered out after the election, although there, I'm sure, is some behind-the-scenes work happening already. This announcement, I think the timing of this announcement suggests that the government is trying to position itself as still being a good steward for the environment and still caring about climate change and still kind of trying to retain some of the vote it got last time by by talking very loudly about the importance of dealing with climate change. In this fall's election, I think you'll you'll continue to see them say that, you know, once they're reelected, here's one of the issues that we'll be focusing on and and they'll likely release a more detailed plan once they are back in government um, if they succeed. Well, I guess we'll see how this all shakes out during what is anticipated to be a very heated election. Marie Danielle, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama. Thanks to my guest, Marie Danielle Smith. More from her at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening.